Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops, and I'm taking time to talk with friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share stories. Today, I'm joined by a longtime friend, Hal Mummy, my 2020 uh, offensive coordinator with the uh, Dallas Renegades at that time. We're the Arlington Renegades now, but Dallas Renegades back in those days. Let me read all the places. This isn't even all of them, Hal, but I've got all the places Hal has been a coach. Iowa Wesleyan, Valdosta State. I met you at University of Kentucky uh, in uh, 97, your, your first year. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana, uh, New Mexico State, McMurray University, Bellhaven University, and known as the father of the air raid. So, uh, so I let how I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Good to be with you. Well, I'm, I'm, it's always great to be with you, Bob. I appreciate you having me on, and and uh, look forward to telling some stories here. That's, uh, well, we we go back. I started knowing you back when you, you were the head coach at Kentucky. I'm trying to deal with the air raid defense. I mean, air raid offense as a defensive coordinator, pulling my hair out, going for it on fourth down, picking up every third down. You guys were, were really hard to deal with. So talk about what, before we get into me trying to hire Mike, talk about that experience there at Kentucky when you first got there and yeah. And uh, you know, and, and, and not all that experience there at Kentucky. Well, it, it was a lot of fun. CM Newton was a great athletic director and a great man. But, uh, besides that and a great basketball coach in his time and he wanted to you recall they had rick patino doing you know running up and down the court and pressing every every play and he wanted something similar on football and they had tim couch and they didn't want tim to leave tim was probably going to transfer if they didn't make a change and uh so he came and, and interviewed me and and uh you know, sometimes God just opens doors for you. It's it, it was kind of an impossible deal to jump from Division Two to the SEC, uh, but but it did happen, and and we had a, you know a great amount of success there. Um, but it it was a lot of fun, and Mike was Mike was with me for ten years, and and so that was our last two years together. with the first two at Kentucky. Let's well, I I'm going to go ahead and steal them from you at at Kentucky. <laughs> But let's yeah. ahead of that because you just brought up how long Mike was with you. Talk about the years back at Iowa Wesleyan, and you got Dana Holgerson, yeah, and Bill Bill Beanbow on. Yeah. They were they were players for you. They were <laughs> they were good players for us. Bill was our starting center the last uh, couple of years, and and Dana was a starting wide receiver for I think he caught about 150 balls while he was there. He's one of those slot receivers, I'm guessing. Yeah, he, he was kind of played in the slot, and he played out wide, too. He, he was yeah. a pretty versatile guy, really. Uh, the uh, Mike and I went there together. I hired Mike in 1989 when I got that job, mainly because nobody else wanted it. <laughs> he, he was making $6,000 a year coaching defensive ends at the College of the Desert. And he heard about this guy that wanted to run a BYU type offense, and so he sent me a resume. It was uh, it was one of two resumes I got. Nobody <laughs> else wanted to go there. I, when I, you know how when in the old days you used to get those pink slips, Bob. 
you know, when you got a job, you have all these pink slips piled up on your desk of people wanting jobs. Yeah. So it still I, happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I go through all the pink slips. Well, there's only two guys that, that wanted a job. All the rest of them were ADs and they wanted to play us for homecoming. So Mike's one of the two that applies. So we get to talking and you've had those phone conversations with Mike. They never last more than two hours. <laughs> that's, that's on the low end. Yeah. So he's like calling me every other day wanting the job and uh i finally i offered it to him and and uh i said look let's meet at byu and and we'll watch spring practice and we'll see if we like each other and and uh we did and so i said now look you still gotta you gotta do one more thing for me you gotta come back and i get you you got the job i'm gonna hire you because it's in my contract i get to hire the staff but but uh you gotta go through this dog and pony show on campus and so he, he drives over there with Sharon and all the way to Iowa from Utah. <laughs> and and uh, he goes through the day. And typical of Mike, he dressed up for the occasion. He's got on like wrinkled uh, khaki <laughs> pants. No cargo socks, pants, cargo pants and flip-flops. Like a Hawaiian shirt or something, you know. <laughs> and so he goes around, he meets with a, the dean of students and he meets with the ad and he meets with vice presidents and all kinds of people committees and all this stuff and towards the end of the day the ad sticks his head in my office and i look at him i go well uh, you know how's he doing he goes nobody likes him nobody <laughs> he doesn't seem like a football coach i said well screw you i'm gonna hire him anyway <laughs> Well, and we're talking, we want to talk a lot about Mike because Mike is being inducted into the Ring of Honor at Texas Tech. So fortunately, the leadership there throughout the university realizes what he contributed and how awesome he was at Texas Tech. That, and by the cool. way, he's also he's going into the Ring of, Ring of Honor with Cliff Kingsbury, who's awesome. also going in. And I'm going to have Cliff on after you. Oh, but, uh, but anyway, so we're, we're, I know Sharon, uh, Mike's wife, Sharon, and the kids are all going to be there, which is great. Talk about you and Mike and how you guys got started and how you invented the air raid o offense and maybe that trip down to Key West. As well, that well. trip to Key West was really a key to what is now known as the air raid. And, and uh, we decided after two years at Wesleyan, we got so good so fast, nobody would play us. So all the little liberal arts colleges in the Midwest, we, they didn't want us to be their homecoming game anymore. They, they wanted to get us <laughs> off the schedule. Yeah. So we ended up playing all these schools like Portland State and uh, Northeast Missouri, all these big kind of what now are FCS schools, most of them. Uh, well, I told Mike, it was February, and I said, we need to do what we always do when we need an idea. I said, we, we got the best team coming back we've ever had, but we may not win but three games. And and uh, I said, we need a road trip. I said, find somebody in Florida to recruit. Let's go down there and visit with some people. And so Mike being Mike, he finds a kicker in Key West. <laughs> He'd always We always wanted to go to Key West because we're a huge big Jimmy Buffett fan. And so we, we, we fly down there and we, we only had enough money to fly to Orlando, so then we had to rent a car and drive to Key West. Well, as fate would have it, 
the great Don Matthews, who ended up winning about seven Grey Cups in Canada, was coaching a spring league team in Orlando. So we went by practice because uh, Mike knew one of the coaches. And so he said, let's go watch him practice. I said, sure. So we go over there and Coach Matthews was great to us. He let us hang out the whole day with the team. And we're walking out to practice. And he says, uh, I said, Coach, what's, what's your best drill? And, I, you know, I thought he was just going to give me like a quarterback drill or something. And he goes, oh, watch. The best thing we do is bandit drill at the end of practice. I said, well, what's that? And he goes, well, that's where we practice our two-minute offense. And so we're standing there. And I'd seen two-minute offenses before, but I'd never seen them this well organized. Mike and I are watching it. And they got, you know, defense on one sideline, offense on the other. And they got the kickers and the punters spotting the ball up and down the field. And they're, uh, they're just playing about as fast as you can play. And, and the, just the way they practiced it was so good. And I looked at Mike and I said, well, that's our, that's our answer right there. That's what we're going to do. And he goes, yeah, we're going to do it all the time. Aren't we? I go, yeah, that's not going to be two minute offense. This is going to be our offense. So we took it back to Iowa Wesleyan and put it in and, uh, that went through the spring with it. And our quarterback, Dustin Dewall, who was really a great player, uh, at the end of spring, I said, well, how do you like it? And he goes, everybody hates it. I go, why? And he goes, it's just too complicated. And I said, well, do me a favor. Let's do one week during two a days. And if you still hate it, then, then we'll drop it. So all summer long, Mike and I had spent the summer cutting back our playbook and because Dustin really just hated it because he had too many options. So we just boned it down to the very minimal plays that, that we could get away with and that he was comfortable with. Mike and was we, very diligent about not it, having too many plays. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. you know, if we had a new idea, our rule was, okay, if we put something new and we got to drop something. <laughs> yep. So, uh, we, we come back for two days, and we go through the week, and at the end of the week, I asked Dewall, and I said, do you like it? And he goes, oh, yeah, everybody loves it. We, we're going we're gonna to win a lot of games with this. So the first game of the year, we had to play Northeast Missouri, which was a division two, basically a division above us and ranked number 10 in the nation. And we're walking into the locker room, and Dewall walks up to him and goes, you don't have to say anything to him. We're going to win. And I'm looking around, Bob. I'm kind of thinking 48 to 14 is more realistic <laughs> on their side. And uh, But I walk in the locker room, and the team, you know, they didn't act like a team that was down by three scores. They, they act like a team that was ahead by three they scores. They got it. They got it. They understood it. And they knew that Northeast Missouri was wore out. And we came back and beat them and won the game. It's still probably the best win that school ever had. And uh, – uh, it was, it was just amazing. We, we won, uh, 10 games, went to the quarterfinals of the NAI playoffs, uh, got beat in minus 10 degree weather at Moorhead state. But, uh, that was, it was the only time in history that that school, uh, over a hundred years of football history that that school made the national playoffs. That's awesome. And, yeah. uh, then we got the job at Valdosta, and then from there, you know, Kentucky. Yep. Basically, at Valdosta, we were there five years, and we got to repeat the process twice. Let me ask you this, Hal. Yeah. So I call you up. I, I remember talking to you and Mike 
uh, Leach, of course, uh, ahead of our uh, Florida Kentucky game. Complimenting yeah. on what a what a what a difficult offense it is to deal with, and then two and a half, three years later, I get the job at Oklahoma. Yeah, and I've been thinking about what I want to do. Then finally, I call you and I said, "Can Mike be that guy in front of a room, in front of a team, in front of an offense, and be the leader? You know, to conduct a really you know high powered offense." And you didn't hesitate. You go absolutely. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, because yeah, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, but you're getting ready and for about you were absolutely years. correct. Yeah, he was I've been a, trying to get him a head job for about five years. You were the first guy that wasn't on my staff to run our offense, right? And you were the first one to recognize it. And so that that catapulted Mike's career. Plus, I think he learned a lot from you just because y'all you were so good at OU about just how to run a program. He bragged about it all the time. Uh, well, we we all miss Mike, and he was. Uh, I just always marveled the leader he was, and even though he was a little <laughs> bit, he wasn't your your conventional type, but he was a leader, and he was demanding, and he's a hell of a football coach. Well, I remember when you called. It was kind of ironic you called that day because he had just been in my office, and he he goes, "I'm the Avis rent car of assistant coaches." <laughs> I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he goes, "Well, I just struck out at Middle Tennessee." You know what's interesting? When I hired him, how my how my sales pitch to him was: if we do really well, you'll have a chance to be a head coach in two or three years. Well, <laughs> well, well he, nine months. <laughs> it was nine months. <laughs> he got the tech job, and and not only did he get a, a head coaching job, I had to deal with him at Tech. Yeah. How I was I was determined, and I made it em- emphatically told everybody: I am not blending and mixing offenses. No, well, that was we are, smart. You can't. It, it never works. No. You know? you, I said, we're doing what Mike does, and that's it. And end of story. And yeah. uh, every everybody, you know, got on board with it. You know, it was just a great time for him, and, and he deserved it so much. He just paid a lot of dues. Yeah, no and doubt. People don't realize yeah. what coaches most coaches go through. You know, and the influence Mike and you had on all of high school football as well goes on and on everybody started running you know versions of the air raid after we beat alabama that first year at kentucky the whole state of alabama every high school program there wanted to come to spring practice so that started it and then when mike you know certainly at ou what y'all did turn it around and then he goes to lubbock and the when the texas high schools start running it then everybody nation does it so absolutely it's kind of Spread like wildfire. I appreciate you uh, sharing some stories with us, Hal. Well, you know, we we both love Mike and miss him dearly and yeah. uh, pray, pray for Sharon and the family. And I know for you, too, though, all the years, he was like a, a true brother to you. Well, anyway, I'm glad Tech has uh, wised up and they're going to put him in a ring of honor. And uh, yeah. it's neat he's going to go in the same day as Cliff Kingsbury, you know. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Hal, I appreciate you coming on with me. Thanks, Bob. Good luck. You guys have a great day. Appreciate you having us on. That wraps up this installment of Conversations with Coach. Follow and subscribe to this channel and visit selloutcrowd.com to find out about upcoming programs.